if you're going to make space on your platform for a self-confessed pedophile, mm -hmm. and you will, you know, you will only find this on the left. This is what I mean by the left sticking up for pedophiles. They make excuses for them. They try to legitimise them. They try to give it. They try to habilitate this as um, as an unfortunate sexual orientation, rather than, you know these people being dangerous predators that we need to be protected from. Psychologists and sociologists and neuroscientists have tried to figure out what it is that causes someone to have these desires. Yes, but we know from the transgender debate the left doesn't care about that. What it cares about is who it can, uh, you know, who, where it can place people in the oppression Olympics, well, in the victim hierarchy. And pedophile, I'm telling you, I'm warning you now. That is the worry warning that people you now, have. I'm warning you now. Is that that is the pedophiles, next pedophiles are going to be the next, transgender's been won now. They've won, they've won that battle, it's over. Um, Do you think so? Yes. Honestly? Absolutely. It's, it's done and dusted. We lost. Well, don't you think we lost? There, uh, you and think... by we, I mean people who actually wanted to find out what the science said. This is Milo Yiannopoulos in an interview on the Joe Rogan Experience podcast discussing pedophilia. Segments from the same interview were used in a smear campaign against Milo to make it appear as though he supported relationships between adults and children. This segment of the interview was conveniently ignored. Milo's comments are largely in response to salon articles such as this and quotes from liberal news media outlets like this. ...and gender identity are becoming increasingly hotter topics with the passing of California SB 145, and the left gradually demanding more rights and even new gender categories for those who deviate from the social norm. As horizons are expanded further and further, many have begun echoing Milo's fears. A sexual proclivity for prepubescence will soon be seen as an acceptable sexual orientation and relationships between adults and adolescents will be the next frontier pursuing justice. Blair White, a transgendered YouTuber, has recently made a couple videos on the topic of pedophilia, specifically to expose a small but growing subculture of pedophilia on YouTube. She calls out multiple YouTubers who have channels promoting the lifting of the stigma on pedophilia, and in doing so, she says that she has received more backlash for exposing these channels than she has for lambasting social justice warriors, a favorite pastime of hers. A response video even accuses her of pedophobia. I can only pray that this is the first and only time I will ever see this word used. She also brought my attention to the use of the acronym MAP, meaning Minor Attractive Person, as a more politically correct, socially acceptable term for someone who wants to bang kids. Now while this YouTube subculture can't be currently seen as larger and impactful, I do believe that there is an environment being molded to include pedophilia as an acceptable sexual orientation and one that can be practiced with the full consent. There has been much talk of this slippery slope in the past, but mostly that logic has been dismissed as absurd, as there's a huge difference between two consenting adults and an adult abusing a child. But a recent, even more absurd logic has begun infecting politics and society, and I believe it truly could pave the way for the normalization of the feeling of pedophilic behavior. They demand for the validation of one's proclaimed identity, as if immutable reality is one of the key elements of the left's identity politics. Your identity is deep transcendent, nothing to be questioned but only accepted unequivocally by others. That is often the way the left argues in a realm that isn't exactly provable by facts, a realm where those who do not accept the claim are deemed immoral and judgmental in the least. 
It is a realm that often church logic and science and therefore has no actual boundaries. The same logic used to cement identities and demand acceptance can easily be applied to pedophilia with no adjustment. It's simply who these people are and the finger is to be pointed at anyone who opposes or questions this sexual preference. The term pedophilia disorder is used to define those who have sexual urges towards prepubescence and is considered a mental disorder in the DSM-5. Up until just a few years ago, gender dysphoria was known as gender identity disorder and was considered a mental disorder until it was renamed and reclassified in attempts to not shame those who have characteristics that they claim cannot be changed, we may also see pedophilia reclassified in the same way. If it is viewed as a mental disorder, it will be treated with therapy or medication, but once it is reclassified, these treatments are suddenly seen as barbaric or reparative. It may only be a matter of time until we see a demand for widespread acceptance, and the view of pedophilia is something that needs to be repressed or repaired as something that needs to be accepted or even celebrated. Now, I don't want to get this misconstrued. I am not directly comparing homosexuals or transgender people to pedophiles or even placing them in the same category. What I am saying is that the intensified identity politics of the left effortlessly transition to justify pedophilic tendencies. The one caveat is that homosexuality, or gender dysphoria, involved one or more consenting adults, and thus their behavior is based on their own free will. From what I can tell, this is the only fail preventing pedophilia from being accepted, or at least investigated. But in the light of recent cultural events, that fail may be fitting. It has long been agreed upon that children are simply not cognizant enough to give sexual consent lacking the understanding of what it really even means. Their bodies and minds are not prepared or developed enough for such drastic decisions. And essentially, the child becomes a victim in the situation. But with the emergence of these new gender identity practices and the pressure to allow kids to transition, children are now making enormous life-altering concessions that concern their sexuality. We are now expected to take children at their word. And in some places, we are making it against the law not to. If a girl says that she is a boy, then she is a boy, and the parents can become a target of the state if they do not unquestionably accept their child's words and allow them to transition. But what if a child says that they have a desire to be sexual and that they would actually enjoy it? Are we expected to take their word as law? Also, are we allowing them to choose their sex to choose how they present themselves sexually to the world, and even to choose their sex organs, logically follows that we would allow them to choose who they want to have sex with, and when in fact such a choice could be seen as less consequential because it's not a permanent decision, unlike the surgeries and hormone therapies that we are now normalizing, the left will continue once again to get trapped in its own logic and be forced to legitimize such behavior in the name of tolerance. In America, sex is hidden away, so children's exposures to it is limited, but if we are now allowing them to make physical and chemical changes to their bodies that affect their sexual futures, then you're going to have to expose them to that world at a younger and younger age. YouTube channels such as Queer Kid Stuff attempt to push the LGBT agenda on children. 
Specifically, it is indoctrination under the guise of education. How are we forgetting that these are just children? They should just be far more concerned with playing outside with their friends than learning about gay sex from an amorphous YouTuber. And in no way am I for sheltering children, but as we expose them to these very complicated subjects, we open a door for what could in the future be seen as the experiment. As frightening as it is for me to say this, I echo Milo's sentiments. I do believe that pedophilia could be the next frontier in the left's movement to magnify those groups who are seen as unjustly stigmatized or oppressed minorities. There are those who would like to see a P placed at the end of the LGBTQ acronym as a way of including attraction in minors as an acceptable sexual orientation. Again, I don't believe that LGBT and pedophilia should be categorized together, but the arguments used by many of the loudest voices that claim to speak for that community as a whole are arguments that can be used to justify pedophilia. Whether they intend them to be or not, I believe the true cry for acceptance won't come from within the LGBT community, but rather from pedophiles themselves, as well as far-left activists who demand more and more religious and cultural tolerance despite their impact on the virtues and moral bedrock we have established. There are some religions where child brides are commonplace, especially a particular religion that is a favorite victim-proof of the far left. Calls for acceptance of these religious practices based on moral relativism may be another element in the gradual normalization of pedophilia. I would highly suggest that everyone go on YouTube and watch the documentary Chicken Hawk. It chronicles members of NAMBLA, the North American Man-Boy Love Association, and their efforts to normalize pedophilia with claims that relationship between men and boys can be beautiful and natural. It offers an intimate look at pedophilia in a real-world sense. It is almost surreal to see Nambla attempt to march in the Pride Parade, only to be shunned by the other marchers. They are a group too fringe for the fringe, but you understand that there isn't that us or anybody else who's in this entire march today must have anything to do with those people back there. We're not with us. We're not with us, people. It is frightening and insightful and honestly leaves me with an indefinable mix of sensations. There are those who are clearly delusional, predatory creeps, and then those who seem to have a slightly better grasp on themselves and seek to be understood. It does make you wonder what it's like to have urges that leave you immediately ostracized, and there's nothing wrong with wanting to have a better understanding of the subject overall, but one thing is for certain. We cannot rationalize and justify this behavior and we cannot allow our children to make even more sexually based decisions. The line seems to be moving, but at some point, we are going to have to firmly prevent it from going any further. When and where it stops is up to those who are willing to speak up and speak loud. If you found this episode useful, please consider subscribing, leave a comment, like, thumbs up, and share this video with your friends and family. Take care.